Straight Night folks. Hey, this is Wesley, billion dollar version with another millionaire midnight rant, Paris edition. I'm in France. I'm in France. And I know what all of you are thinking. Wesley, can you not stand still? You're such a royal traveler here. But listen, um, yes, I do travel quite a bit. And the reason why I travel so much is because, you know, 10 years ago, I made a decision. And I made a decision. And I remember writing this down in one of my journals that I would travel once a month around the world to absorb cultures, eat good food, meet new amazing people. And it's so interesting to think back of all the things that I did to be here and how it all makes sense. And the reason why I share that with you is, listen, um, I don't want you to think that what you're doing is not accumulating to some grandiose deal, okay? Put planning is, what you're doing right now, listening to this podcast, reading books, working on your business, creating your blueprint for your life, writing in your journal, listening to person develop on a daily basis. Listen, all that that you're currently doing will make sense one day, okay? Um, it will absolutely make sense one day. And I'm saying that with a smile on my face because, you know, when you're deep in the trenches, which a lot of you are, you know, you're just like, when is it going to happen? You know, what's going on, Wes? I'm not successful. I'm going to make millions. I still have a job. The business is not working out. Listen, stay on the field, okay, the playing field. Uh, and everything that you're doing, all the repetition, the practice, and the sacrifice, and it's going to be worth it. I'm just, I'm here to tell you something because I made it on the other side. I've been on both sides of the fence here. Uh, I've been poor, I've been average, and I've been rich. And let me share something with you. Everything that I did to accumulate wealth or to change the way that I think, it all makes sense today. Like everything I did in my 20s, um, sacrificing friends, uh, being alone, on working sedulously on my goals and my dreams, writing down my dreams, creating vision boards, um, creating my day, meditating, working relentlessly towards my goal, pushing myself to get around those people who are already succeeding. Listen, it's going to make sense one day. Okay? Does that make sense? Give me a thumbs up if that makes sense to you. It's going to make sense one day, I promise you. And one day you're going to tell the story and you're going to thank yourself that you continued through the pitfalls of failure and adversity. And as long as you don't quit, as long as you don't give up, and as long as you don't throw in the towel, I'm here to tell you, young man, young lady, I'm telling you, your land of paradise is here. It's coming. I, I, listen, your land of paradise, my friend, it's... It's going to reveal itself. Just don't give up. Just keep going. I know it's hard. I know it's tough. I know it's uncertain. It's a part of the process to see if you really, truly want what you say that you want to achieve. Okay? So, hey, guys. Um, like, again, I'm in Paris. This is a Paris edition. Tonight, we're going to talk about stop justifying why you can't or won't do something here.
Okay. Stop justifying why you can't or won't do something here. Okay. And um, we tend to justify as people of what we can't do, such as, well, I won't fly first class. That's a waste of money. I can't see myself spending that much money for that. Have you ever said that? Of course you have. Right? So we're going to address that today. Right? We're going to address that because, listen, you know, the accumulating of money and actually being worthy of the money that you want to accumu uh, accumulate, they have to be aligned. Okay? They have to align themselves. Like, you want to make more money, right? Well, at the same time, you want to make more money, you have to feel worthy of the things that the money that you're going to utilize to fulfill the lifestyle that you want. And I want to talk about that here tonight here. But before I do it, let me give you guys a shout out. Remember, this is the podcast. This is a rant, which means this is an unfiltered conversation with a multimillionaire. Very soon we'll be a billionaire. Let's go. I'm from Houston, Texas. I'm a self-made millionaire. I'm currently worth over $40 million here. I'm in the digital marketing space. I have fun on the internet all day. That's all I do. That's what I do as a job. I tell people that now. I just say, you know what? Because people don't understand the word digital marketing. So I say, you know, I just have fun on the internet all day. <laughs> That's all I do, honestly. <laughs> you can search my name in Google. I pop up everywhere, right? But I grew up on the south side of Houston, Texas. I'm a self-made millionaire. Um, I grew up like most people, pretty average, pretty poor. But I found my way out to the land of paradise where I'm able to do what I want when I want for the rest of my life. Can I get an Amen. I mean, if you can see yourself being able to do what you want to do for the rest of your life, I mean, my question is, what would you do if you have more than enough money, plenty of cash, happy, excited, healthy, fit? I mean, what would you do with your life? All right. Think about that. So let me give everybody a shout out here. And listen, this is a rant, which means that I'm going to speak, first of all, from the heart. Nothing is scripted here. I just jump on live, honestly, when I do these rants. At least podcasts here. Uh, many people leave comments. They like the video. But listen, um, if you get emotion, if you get pissed off at me, you get you start to hate me a little bit. Listen, everything here is said out of love. But it's just my true feelings on how I feel about certain topics as it relates to manifesting money, manifesting riches, and changing your mindset to become the man or woman that you need to be. Does that make sense? So don't get so emotional. Don't get so pissed off and upset if I say a word that you don't like. If I use the word fuck, get over it, right? So, it's <laughs> a rant, right? And these type of conversations millionaires don't usually have with average poor people. And I'm not saying you're average and poor. But if you are millionaires, well, we don't have these type of conversations. There's very down-to-earth, this is kind of in-your-face type of information that millionaires wish they can say to you. But unfortunately, because poor and average people are extremely emotional people, it's kind of hard to talk to them in a certain way and use certain words uh, about certain topics, about whatever. So, um, but on the rant, I don't give a fuck. <laughs> Doesn't make sense. I'm gonna give it to you raw, deep, and straight to the point here. So go ahead and put your names here below. I want to give all of you a shout out here. And remember, my podcast is you can find it on Google.com, Wesley Billion Dollar Version Podcast. I'm getting so far today. I've got over 250,000 downloads here. Man, that's a blessing. So many people are listening. They listen to this information in their cars. They listen to it when they work out. They listen to it when they're at home working. Listen, you have to continually program your mind for success if success is what you want. You have to program your mind because you need to begin to assimilate the beliefs 
So you start to become more astute in your everyday life as it relates to accumulating money and becoming the person that you need to become to get the life that you want. So let's go ahead and put, hey, Mio, what's going on? How are you today? Dings. Thank you for tagging people below as well. Jeremiah, Mr. CEO, Next Gen, Samara, Tracy Lyons, how are you? Go ahead and comment your name below. I want you to know I'm, I'm here. I see your names. I'm looking at the chat below here. Hey, Aaron, Sanjay, how are you? Perez, Money, Mike, Wynn, Rich, Roland, Princess Diana, Steve Harvey, whoa, Yada, Sunshine, um, The Good Life. Um, hey, Candy Price, how are you? You're a fucking male unicorn. Well, thank you, Candy Patrice. I appreciate it. And listen, I love compliments, by the way. I mean, if if, if you want, if you folks want to know, I, I love compliments. I mean, I'm not fishing right now, but if you want to give me a nice little compliment, I don't mind. Go ahead and comment below. Much love. All right, go ahead. Let me give you, everybody a shout out here. Just want you to know I care about you. I do love you. I really do. And I don't know a lot of you personally. Not yet. Uh, but I do. I, I do love you. I love you because you're just like me a decade ago when life was tough. Finances were tough. Life, I mean, I had no purpose. I didn't know what I wanted to do. I was trying different things. I was disappointed, mildly depressed, low self-esteem, lack confidence. So I've been there. So I get it. So I have a love for people like you that have not given up. And even though you're going through this adversary type of moments, these tough, tumultuous situations in life, I'm here to give you hope. I'm here to not really to motivate or to inspire you, but to educate you. Um, you have to educate yourself. You have to have um, new information to be able to perceive life differently. And until you do that, it's going to be very difficult for you to eventually reach your land of paradise here. Okay. Hey, Patricia, how are you? Um, Kyle Proctor, how are you? Myla, hey, Tiffany, love you as well. Thanks, Next Gen. Uh, we got Marcus. We got Houston, Texas in the house. Boris, and let me know what you guys are calling from. We have people all over the world here. And you can always leave a comment below, even on the podcast. They give you an area where you can leave a comment. You can say, what's up, Wes? I love you, Wes. I hate you, Wes. You're amazing, Wes. You got a big head, Wes. I don't care. You know, whatever you, whatever you feel. Jacqueline, how are you? Jacqueline, how are you? How are you? All right, so let's talk about... Stop justifying why you can't or won't do something here. And I'm going to tell a story here. Um, so, you know, <laughs> I travel quite a bit. And I do a lot of stuff. And, you know, I have a few friends in my life. And obviously, I am, well, I didn't know my friends. Have some, some of my friends are richer than me. But I have some friends that um, they don't have as much money as me. And. But it's, it's good for them, right? It's good for them to be around me because obviously what they desire is partially what I have, right? So um, very in, in, in particular here when we came to Paris here, I uh, was booking hotels, right? It's time to book some hotels. And, um, you know, me, I'm going to be honest. Like when I book a hotel, okay, around the world, I just, it's my preference to stay in a five-star like, seriously, I mean, come on, five-star. Now, if you've never been to a five-star, you won't know because you just haven't been there, right? Because some people might say, well, well, Wesley, I'm not going to stay in a five-star hotel if I'm on vacation. Why would I 
spend all that money when I'm not going to be there. And usually those people, well, they've never stayed in one. But in particular, I have a friend and he was like, well, you know, I'm not going to book it. And I can't justify why I should. And would you listen to the words? It's important. He says, I can't justify paying $2,000, not even $1,000 a night for a hotel room that I'm going to spend less than eight to nine hours in a day. How many of you have ever said that? Be honest. And not just about a hotel. It could be about anything. It can be about taking a flight, first class. Well, I can't justify spending $5,000 when I can spend $400. How many of you have ever said that? Be honest. I can't justify having a maid and a housekeeper when I can clean my own house. I mean, it's there. It's therapy for me. <laughs> I met somebody that said that. He said it's therapeutic for them to clean their house. And I get it. If it is, it is, right? Um, but be honest. How many of you have ever said that? Just be honest about any situation in your life when you have justified why you can't or won't do that thing. Right? Some of you say, well, I'm not spending that much money. I'm not paying a thousand dollars per month on a car. That's crazy. What do you mean? Why would I do that? I can't justify that. Some of you, when it comes to like have a penthouse, right? In Houston, Texas, you're pay about fourteen, fifteen thousand dollars a month. And many of you say, What? I'm not fit who pays fifteen thousand dollars a month when you can get a house? I can't justify that. That doesn't make any sense. Be honest. How many of you ladies and gentlemen have ever said that? Come on. Speak up. Type in the comments below. You, big head. So I was talking to my friend, you know, because I'm always trying to help. Because I know, you know, listen, everybody around me in my circle, they want to be millionaires too. Not just you, all right? Don't think that every friend that I have are multimillionaires. They want to be rich too, right? (laughs) Right. So I feel compelled to help them. Right. Because I understand that it's just a belief change that they need. So instead of me trying to force them and convince them that, you know, staying in a two thousand dollar room, like I'm staying in a two thousand dollar per day room here at the Four Seasons, instead of explaining how beautiful it is, how luxurious, it smells good, feels good. The aviance is amazing. You meet some very interesting people like today, like yesterday, I think today. No, today we met these these old Caucasian women. They were gorgeous, beautiful women in their 70s. And they were talking to me and they were fascinated about what I did and what they did. I mean, they were just a breath of fresh air. I just loved it. And um, yeah, you know, here they use the best soaps, the best lotions in the shower. And it just feels like home, honestly. If you ever stayed in the forest, it just feels... Like home, and I'm not trying to promote them, but it just the two thousand dollars per day, in my opinion, is well worth the cost. So instead of trying to tell him all the benefits of staying in a two thousand dollar per day room, this is what I did. I said, "Well, let me ask you a question. You you tend to justify because that's what he uses. He uses these words." I can't justify it in my mind to pay that much money. I can only justify 500 bucks. That's what he told me, 500 a day. That's what I can justify in my mind. And I said, have you ever tried to justify 
why you could pay $2,000 per night? He paused. Let me say it again. I want everybody to get this. This is important. This is very important because we tend to justify why we can't do something, right? Or why we are at the situation in our life. Like we justify, well, I'm here because of this. I'm here because of this. This is happening because of this, right? We all do it, right? But I asked him a very, very powerful question. I said, sir, have you ever attempted to justify why $2,000 per night is okay? Can you give yourself reasons? Because that's exactly what you're doing on the ladder, right? He gives himself reasons why he shouldn't pay that much money, right? In his head. So I said, why don't you give yourself reasons so $2,000 per night is possible? And he paused. And he's like, I can't. I just can't, man. And see, when I, w- I would look, see, I pay attention to people. And, you know, you can study body language. I, give you, I can give you a ton of books on body language. Body language is very important when you're talking to people. Because what they say is usually not what is happening. Okay? But he's like, he put his head, he's like, man, I just can't. I just can't. And I won't justify it. So think about it. He said, not only that he can't. And what does the word can't mean? Can't. Cuts off any opportunity to think outside of you ever doing it. He said, I won't. So now he has no willingness to ever think that he will ever pay this amount of money. Mm. How many of you right now saying, you know what, that's me. How many of you have ever said, I'll never pay that much for that? Man, I never. What? I never. What? What? No. I never pay that much money for that. Never in my life. But you you want to be rich. You want to have a ton of money in your bank account. You want to be able to do what you want to do. But yet you have a conflict. And the conflict is what you want and what you believe are contradicting themselves. Oof. That's deep. Come with the word that's deep because I know it is. I mean, think about it for a while. See, what we don't realize about uh, even, you know, most of it, we spend so much time on the how-tos as it relates to making money. You just want me to teach you a trick. I'll give you some tips. But you have so many contradictory thoughts in your mind that is preventing you to understand that you're worthy of. Because at first he had said something, well, you know, I feel that I deserve $500 a night. And I said, you're not deserving of $1,000 a night? He was like, well, well, yeah, well, yeah, I am, but, but he was confused. And most people like this, by the way, right? Most of us just like this. We're, we're so confused because we don't even understand why we make the certain decisions that we make, and we don't understand our current belief structures. Like some of you don't even know why. Well, you know why? You may say, well, Wesley, I'm not going to pay $1,000 a night. Well, my justification is because I'm not going to stay in the room. And I'm like, is that a fair justification? Then my next question to you is, but what if you could justify? What if you could justify paying $1,000 per day? Because maybe one day you just want to stay in the bed all day. You want to be comfortable, right? You want to be comfortable. Maybe you can justify first class because it's very comfortable in first class. You can lay down. So if you take a 10-hour flight, 
You're not just sitting up straight because the receipt and coach and economy doesn't recline properly. Honestly, it does not. Everybody knows this, right? And then you're next to the left guy and the guy on the right and the girl on the right breasting. They stink, you know, somebody must stay, they sneeze and they coughing and you're on a row with five people and you can't relax properly. And you get off that plane, you, you're feeling just tired, you're feeling jet lag. But if you're in first class, I can justify that because I'm laying down, I get a nice meal, I can have a glass of wine, I can have some ice cream, they'll do a little cheese board for me, I can watch some nice little TV, I can get my blanket, I can get my little bitty bed, and I can sleep, I can turn on my side, I can turn on my other side, and I can sleep like a baby for 10 hours. So when I land, I feel good, now I'm ready for vacation. Instead of landing and and and, and just feeling like I just came back from vacation. Does that make sense? Listen, the point is this. I want all of you to start to begin to justify some of the things that you believe are out of your reach, right? Out of your reach. Because you may say, well, I don't have enough money. Well, I don't make that type of money. Who makes that type of money? I can't buy that. What I want you to begin to do is justify why you can afford it, justify why you can do it, justify why you will do it. Does that make sense? Stay with me here. Comment below if that makes sense here. Okay. I want you to begin to justify why you can do all the things that you will do because once you make a million dollars or a hundred thousand or whatever money you want to make, you got to spend the money on something, correct? You're just not going to be a hoarder and put money in your bank account and not do nothing with it. But if you got a hundred thousand, a million dollars in your bank account and you still flying coach, my question is why? And I know why you're scared. I know millionaires today personally, they're very afraid to book a coach ticket because they feel it's a, a waste of money, but they really don't feel that. It's not because it's a waste of money. They feel that they're going to lose the money. Oof. See, they feel they're going to lose it. <laughs> they feel that if I make a bad decision, that's a bad decision. If I spend this amount of money, I can just be uncomfortable and coach. It's fine. You know, I don't need this five-star fancy hotel. I can just save the money. Because, see, those folks, I'm going to be honest with you, they're very afraid of being broke again. A lot of rich people are like this, or people that have a million dollars. They're so afraid of being broke again. But listen, what you put focus on is what you're attracting in your life. You got to remember that. Whatever you put attention on in your life, if you're thinking about, even if you have some money, say if you got folks got 100000 in the bank account, you're just sitting in there, right? It's just there doing nothing, right? Because you're afraid to spend it or invest it because you don't want to lose it. Whatever you've put attention on, you will start to attract in your life. If you're thinking about, I don't want to go broke, so I'm going to keep this money. Well, I don't want to make a bad investment. You make a bad investment. I don't want to go broke. You will go broke. Does that make sense? You're getting what you're focusing on because that's what you're thinking about. I want everybody right now, and it's going to be interactive here tonight. Are you with me? Give me a thumbs up. I can't hear you. Give me a thumbs up. Give me a motivated, dedicated, let's go. Wake up. I want everybody right now at this current moment as you're listening to my voice to come in one thing that you have justified in your life that you know you want to do, but you've justified why you can't do it. That could be an apartment. Some of you, listen, let me tell you a story about apartment. So maybe 12, 13 years ago, 
you know, I would never, ever, ever rent an apartment that was a thousand dollars. Seven hundred dollars a month was my rent. I could, I could never dream of paying a thousand dollars. I'm like, and I was just like you. I was like, man, come on, a thousand dollars a month. Who pays that amount of money? That's a waste of money. That's too much money. I can use that money for other areas in my life. You see what I'm doing there? I'm justifying it. I could use that money somewhere else. I'm not going to pay all that money. I'm justifying it. And I remember the day everything changed for me. Listen, and you know what the funny part was? I could afford more. I could afford more. Okay? But let me tell you what changed for me. I'll never forget this. I was a Citrix engineer. I was working for a company by the name of Marathon, and I was with this young man, and he was a bit older than me. His name was Eves, and we were colleagues, okay? So we worked in Citrix Engineering together, and I remember one day, I can't remember why I went to his house, but I met him at his home, and I think I was grabbing some notes or grabbing a laptop. I'm not sure what I was doing, and I remember pulling up to his apartment. And on the outside, it didn't look too good. I'm going to be honest. I was like, man, what is this? It was in the museum district uh, downtown. But when I went inside, I was like, oh, sheesh. It was beautiful. I mean, they had a valet. I've never seen a valet at that time. I've never. I, I didn't know that they valet cars at an actual residence, right? I didn't know because I'd never been exposed. And I remember uh, going through the lobby. And the lobby was beautiful. It was gorgeous. You can tell that an interior decorator had designed it. Because, you know, the apartments that I stayed in, well, they didn't have any type of beautiful, awesome furniture, honestly. You know, just like a futon, uh, a chair, a little couch you could sit on the wait. And then you got the manager's office, right? It wasn't fancy. So I wasn't used to it. I said, man, what is this? Is this a home? What's going on? He said, no, that's the front office. I said, this is the front office? Oh, my God. Then I remember going into the elevator. It was my first time being inside a high rise. And we went up to his floor. Gorgeous. <clears throat> and then we went to his apartment. No, we actually went to the um, another floor where they have the amenities. I've never seen this, right? I didn't know that when you go into a high rise, they have amenities on a floor that's just for that floor, like the gym, tennis courts, or whatever. You know, it, just, it was gorgeous. I was like, man, this is nice. This is nice. I was like, whoa, man. And then I asked him the question. Listen up. I asked him the question. Okay. I said, man, how much you pay for this? Like, how much is all this per month? Because I'm thinking about it. I'm like, man, I need to move out because maybe where I'm staying, I need to upgrade. Like, you know what's so funny? Sometimes when you think you're staying in a very nice place, you think you're living well, and then you meet somebody else, you find out you're living in the ghetto, right? <laughs> Are you living in a, uh, a very just uh, in an area that you probably shouldn't be, right? And I ask, I say, man, how much does this cost here? And without a blink of an eye, he said, well, I pay three grand a month. And in my mind, listen, I'm in my later 20s, and I'm, I'm computing, I'm like, three grand a month? Three grand a month? I said, I swear to God, I said, I said, every month? Like, you pay three grand every month? He said, yeah, man. How long have you been here? Three years. I said, you're paying $36,000 on rent per year? He said, yeah. I like it. And, of course, I asked the dumb question like you asked, too. Man, why don't you just get a house? You know what he told me? It was powerful. 
You know what he told me? He said, because I don't want a house. <laughs> I said, I don't want a house, man. I want to stay here. It's nice. It's beautiful. He said, they help you with your groceries. They got the valet service here, amenities. They take care of me here. And I couldn't wrap my head around why a person would pay $3,000 a month for an apartment. And the reason why I thought that way, because I didn't know anybody was paying $3,000 a month for an apartment. Does that make sense? Some of you, um, you just haven't been exposed yet. See, some of you, think about your friends. Your friends and the people that you're around, they probably drive the same type of car, which is like if you have a car for $30,000, your friends probably stand within that range. You have a car, your friends that, and they drive a $50,000 car, they stay within that range. Maybe you pay $1,000, $2,000 a month for an apartment. You typically have friends that are just like you. So they typically do exactly what you do. They have the same type of expectations. They go out on a trip. Everybody's looking for the cheapest hotel. You ever met a person like that? You ever met a person that goes to cheapoair.com or go to bookingbuddyhotel.com to find the cheapest? Listen, the cheapest. Like we instinctively do this. Now, man, find me some cheap flights. <laughs> I said, well... You want cheap flights, but aren't you trying to be rich? What you looking for cheap flight for? Have you ever met a person like that? Maybe somebody personal, such as yourself? Of course. Almost all of you have done it, right? Like you want to be rich. You want to act as if you're rich, but you're looking for cheap flights. I'm looking for cheap this. I'm looking for a cheap hotel. I'm looking for a cheap store, a cheap drink, a cheap, a cheap, a cheap, a cheap, a cheap. everything looking for cheap. I'm looking for a discount. I'm looking for a discount. You had a coupon. I need a coupon. I got my coupon. Listen. Hey, it's nothing wrong with searching for a bargain, but let me tell you what I do. And what I did, I used to search for the most expensive hotel, even today. Like even today, when I travel around the world, I type in the most expensive hotel in the area. If I'm going to China, I type in the most expensive hotel in China. If I'm going to Bali, I type in the most expensive hotel in Bali, Indonesia. If I'm going to Australia, most expensive. I mean, I do it all the time. Even here, I type in the most expensive hotel. Four Seasons and this other place called the Raffles. It's the most expensive hotel because that's where I want to be. Okay. That's where I want to be. And I want to be around those type of people. Does that make sense? Are you with me yet? <laughs> See, it's so funny how we say, I don't like cheap things, but your expectations are cheap. You ever met a person that say, you know, I don't like cheap shit. I don't like cheap stuff. But you're searching for cheap stuff. You're searching for discounts. You're looking for the bargains. You're looking for the hookups. Listen, those type of people, they don't become wealthy people, in my opinion. And I get it. You can always find somebody that's super cheap and super rich. I get it. But first of all, anybody that you think is super rich and super cheap, you don't know these people personally. You may say, well, Warren Buffett has the same house since he built 50. First of all, you don't know Warren Buffett. You don't know that guy. You don't know what the Internet says.
You don't know what that man does and how he spends his money. Does that make sense? So start giving me examples and justification why you should stay the way that you are. Because I know it's somebody on here right now. Well, no, I mean, millionaires, they get rich because, well, they just save all their money. They just do and they and they they buy all the cheap stuff. They look for the bargains and the, and the cheap lifestyle. You know, they don't have the fancy cars. You know, if you see a man that is wearing uh, some clothes that are, you know, just kind of normal and regular, they could be a billionaire. That could be a billionaire. Yeah, it could be. But so what? It's, it's amazing how we give ourselves examples on why we should stay exactly who we are. <laughs> right? You're justifying it. You take one person you see on the internet that you think, well, you know, I don't buy cars at all because they're liabilities and I'm worth $400 million. And I, I don't buy that stuff because those are liabilities. I need to make money. And just because they said that, you assume that you should be like that. But my question is, how do you really want to live? Many of you want to be rich and poor at the same time. You want to have a ton of money and live poor. That makes no sense to me. Even people that are very wealthy, even people that are wealthier than me, to me, it doesn't make sense to have all that money and not use it to increase your quality of life, to do something that's going to make you feel good, whatever that is. Like for Bill Gates, he liked paintings. He likes buying these historic books. So he bought a book for like $44 million. And I think, I don't know if it's Picasso or Plato, somebody wrote it. He bought it for $44 million. You may say, well, why didn't he, why didn't he change the world and save world hunger? He could have used that money to feed people. He could have used that money. He could have. You have to understand something about people. Everybody on the planet has an opinion about everything. And it's going to be like that for the rest of your life. Everybody is going to have an opinion about everything and what you do forever. Beside me. The reason why it's so easy for me to live my perfect, orgasmic, sexy, outstanding life. Because I don't give a damn. I don't care. Listen, you could be richer I don't care how rich you are. You could be $400 million, a billion dollars. I don't care. And you could tell me, well, so you don't buy all those cars, man. That's a liability. Man. You could make money with that. I said, thank you so much, but I don't like cars. Well, Wesley, you're paying $15 a month. I mean, you could get your house. And you can stay in for a while. And you can invest it. And you can flip it again. I said, well, that, that sounds great, but I don't want to do that. I want to stay in my hotel. I want to stay exactly where I am in my penthouse. I love my view. I love the room. It's, it's gorgeous. I, I just want to be there. Is that okay? Can I just stay there? You have to understand something because, see, people, what they want to do is always everybody think what they're doing is right. And everybody think what they're doing is the right way to live life. And it's a lie. Makes sense. It's a lie. The right way to live life is what you believe the right way is. And it's for you. See, that's why the reason why people listen to mentors and all these people, even me. The reason why you guys listen to me all the time is because you just don't know who you are. You don't know what you want. You don't know enough about yourself. You just don't know enough about you. You're not spending time saying, you know, what do I like? What do I want to do? What type of contribution do I want to make? Do I want a big house, little house? Do I want a nice, fancy car? I mean, I don't know. What do I want? You know less about yourself. People that know less about themselves, they tend to have to seek out to get other people to tell them what they should be doing. You tell people what you should wear. You, you, 
You listen to people that tell you what clothes you should put on, what shoes you should wear, stores you should shop on. I mean, listen, it has to come to the point. It has to come to a point in your life that you make a decision. This is how I want to live and I'm okay with it. And I don't need to justify why I'm living the way that I live. Does that make sense here? I want you to begin, ladies and gentlemen, to understand that you you should stop justifying why you can't do something because it's just a belief. I don't care if it's $2,000 a night, $4,000, $5,000, $10,000. The price should not matter. What's important is the comfort level. How do you feel? Why? Because I want to feel good. How many of you want to feel good? Can I get an amen below? How many of you want to feel happy? How many of you want to feel relaxed? How many of you want to feel de-stressed? How do you think you do that? Not staying at the Holiday Inn. Not staying at the Motel 6 with the bed bugs. Does that make sense? No. Okay. The reason why we make money is because we want to use it to make a contribution to our lives so we can have options to do things that make us feel good. Does that make sense? Some of you feel like it's like it's not okay to feel good if you spend some money on something. Yeah. Is it going to make you feel good and happy for the rest of your life? No. First of all, you should have an internal happiness. An internal happiness, it's just happy because you woke up. Happy because your parents did a lot. Happy because you're still breathing. Happy because every day you can make a decision and do what you want to do, right? But still, that's not all what happiness is. Happiness is definitely a brand new Lamborghini because I got two of them. And I got double happy. Happiness is buying you a brand new beautiful house. Staying in a penthouse. Happiness is having a chef to cook and prepare your meals. Happiness is having a housekeeper to take care of the place so you can come home and not do nothing. You can lay down and relax and get a massage. Does that make sense? How is that not happiness? How does that not, not make you feel good? Some of you forget why you want to make the money in the first place. You don't even know why you want to make a million dollars. You don't even know why you want to be a billionaire. You don't even know why. At the same time you want this stuff, at the same time you have a high desire for it, you have these conflictory thoughts because you're justifying because it doesn't make sense to you. Yeah, I know it don't make sense for you to spend $5,000 on an airplane first class flight because you don't know anybody that would spend that type of money. I know it don't make sense for you to, pay, to spend $1,500 per month on an apartment because you don't know nobody personally that does it. I get it. You'll never pay $1,000 per month on a car note because you don't know nobody that does it. If you want to change, you have to expose yourself to different people. Do you not understand why I said you must change your environment? You must disconnect. You must unplug from the world of regularity and the, the world of mediocrity. Unplug and plug yourself into the rich lifestyle, into the lifestyle of opulence, to the lifestyle it's normal to have cardinals. My cardinals are collectively, it's like $6,000 a month, $6,000 a month. My insurance is $4,000 a month. I'm not thinking about that. It's nothing. Who cares? Listen, Rick Ross, I saw a video of Rick Ross, his home in Florida, I believe. He says his electric bill is five figures per month. Can you imagine having an electric bill five figures per month? 
Does that make sense? Um, listen. I want everybody to comment these words below. I gotta unplug. You gotta unplug, man. Okay? You have to unplug from this life of mediocrity, from this life of averageness, from this life of justifying why it's like it is. It doesn't have to be that way. What I'm saying is, Start justifying where you can have it. Justifying where you can. You know, a lot of you don't. Be, and a lot of you still have this deep fear because you're so afraid to be broke. Me? Let me ask you a question here. Do you think that I'm afraid of being broke? Think about it for a second. You think Wesley, billion dollar virgin, is afraid of being broke? Never. Why would I be afraid of something that's never going to freaking happen? And I know somebody right now. Well, how do you know, Wes? How do you know? But how do you know? How do you know? How do you? Because I know me. That's why. See, you don't know yourself. That's why you say, well, I don't know. Anything can happen, Wes. Anything. I ain't my leg. I mean, somebody hit me in the car. I can be in the wheelchair. Blah, 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 blah. You just don't know yourself. I know my capabilities. I know what I can do. I just know it. I don't care what situation I'm in. I know I will never be broke. It's impossible. Impossible. That's like the devil going to heaven again. It's never going to happen. Okay? Pigs flying. Never going to happen. That's like 97% of the world having a million dollar net worth. Never going to happen. Does that make sense? But see, you don't think that way, do you? Because you need to justify, well, but you don't know. But you don't know. I hear this all the time. Oh, well, you don't know, Wes. Something could happen. It's because you're so fucking scared. And you're scared of the unknown. Some of you are so scared of the illusion of something that may happen. You ever met a person like that? I mean, they, 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 they're not just afraid. They're afraid of what may happen, which is a illusion. They're, they're afraid of something that's not even real. Well, what if this happened? Well, what if they do this to me? Well, what if I get hurt in this relationship? Well, I got to protect myself now because I don't want to get hurt. Well, you should be in a relationship. Well, I don't know. If I start that business, I put my money in it. What if I lose my money? Well, you shouldn't start that business. Many of you are afraid of illusions. Illusions. You're afraid, when you say you're afraid of the unknown, the unknown is a what? Illusion. Okay? It's an illusion. It's not even real. It's just a thought. You're afraid of a thought. To be honest with you, if we don't want to get really, listen, if we really want to get deep, you're afraid of a thought. You're afraid of a thought that you don't want. Mm. You're afraid of a thought that you don't want. Wow. Isn't that insane, my millionaire folks? Talk to me in the comments below. Be honest. Confess. You are afraid of thoughts that you don't even want. And my question is, why are you wasting your power, your brain power? Why are you wasting the faculties of your mind, 
thinking about thoughts that you don't want to think. <laughs> it's powerful, right? I know. Come with the word powerful. You're like, man, yeah, you're right. Why am I keep why I keep thinking about why? Well, why I keep thinking about everything that I'm scared of? Well, I'm scared of this. I don't know if this is gonna work out. Well, I don't want to waste money. I don't want to waste time. Well, what if they do this to me? Well, what if, what if, what if, what if, my what ifs. I got a lot of what ifs on here tonight. My what if people. Well, what if it don't work out? What if I lose money? What if they hurt me? What if they leave me? What if, what if I get prayed? What if I get, what if, what if I get, what if. (laughs) And those are thoughts that you don't want to think about. And I think to myself, what about what if everything works out perfectly in your favor? What if you leave your job, you start a business, and within a few months you replace your income? Mm. What if you find the woman or the man of your dreams and they love you? And they love you the way that you want to be loved and they treat you the way that you want to be treated. Like, what if that happens? <clears throat> what if you invest $10,000, $20,000 this year, and then next year you make a million based off that investment? What if? <clears throat> what if you can change all the piss-poor habits in your life? Like, what if you can just change it all now? And start a new course towards your desires. Right? What I'm saying is this. Listen. If you're going to think about something. Think in an intelligent way. Think with intelligence. Intelligence is just realizing that. Okay. I'm thinking about thoughts that I don't want to think about. So let me just stop. Let me just stop thinking about those thoughts. And let me think about the thoughts that I want to think about. What do you want to think about? Well, you want to think about that you can be happy right now. You want to think about that what you're currently doing is going to provide the lifestyle that you want. You want to think about that you're consistent with your goals, you're motivated, you're enthusiastic, and you're very grateful every single day of your life about your journey. Mm. Crazy, right? It sounds, it sounds very simple, right? You may say, Wesley, it sounds simple, but it's hard. It's not that simple, Wes. I know it's somebody crying. It's not that simple, Wes. It's not that simple, Wes. It's not that simple, Wes. It's easy for you, Wes, but it's just not that simple. You know why you say that? The only reason why you continue to say it's not that simple over and over again, right? Repetition, the mother of skill is funny, right? The reason why you say it's not that simple because you keep thinking about the thoughts that you don't want. You get it? You're unconsciously thinking about the thoughts that you don't want. It's not that simple. See, when people say it's not that simple because they're thinking about the pain, they're thinking about what's happening in their life, which they don't want, they don't like. (laughs) That makes sense? You with me? You see how we become our own enemy as it relates to acquiring wealth and transitioning into the person that we're supposed to be? It's you. 
It's like you're doing it to yourself. Like, listen, the riches and wealth is very available to everybody. It's more than enough. It's no real competition because it's more than enough to go around. Honestly, just so much money, so much opportunities. It's no one that can take anything for, I mean, it's just an abundance, right? But it's our thinking. It's our beliefs. It's that's what's stopping us. Causing us to be very spasmodic with our actions and our activities towards what we want. Does that make sense? Okay. So, I want you to begin and comment below what is one thing that you have justified why you can't do it. I want everybody to do that for me. This is homework, and we're going to do it right here in class. I want you to write down one thing that you have justified on why you can't do it. Comment below, whatever it is. What have you justified in your life on why you can't do it and why you won't do it? Those, I'll never do, I'll never, I'll never pay that. I'll never go in that, I'll never, I'll never start a business again. I'll never start I'll never join a company like that again. I'll ne- Comment below. One thing that you've justified in your life. I want you to think about it. Go ahead and do it for me. I'm looking at the comments below here. Hey, I'm trying to help you. Yeah, this is a little work, but this work is necessary. Like, if you're serious about change, if you're serious about this journey, well, you have to do the work. This is the work. Right? I'm not saying that you want to do it. I don't care if you feel like doing it. I don't care if you feel like it. But it's necessary. Because this is the first step of understanding who you are. Because you don't know. Not yet. But I'm going to help you. I justified that I can't start a business because I don't have enough money. There you go. That's another one. That's a big one. Some of you believe you because you don't have enough money. That's why you can't start the business. You get it? Don't have enough money, I can't start the business. Cause and effect. Justify why you can't start the business. So guess what you do? You don't start the business because you don't have enough money. Oh, I don't have any money, so I can't start the business. I don't have any mentorship, so I can't start the business. I can't do this because I, I live here. I live in India. I live in Africa, man. I don't have any opportunities. I can't start a business here. I can't do anything. I don't have my, I don't have my, uh, my license. I don't have my social security. You know, whatever. You see how we justify Everything and why we can't do anything. Right? Now, for everyone that listened and actually did it, what I just asked you to do, now I want you to justify why you can't do it. Okay? I want you to begin to justify why you can do it. Whatever you thought that you couldn't do or that you wouldn't do, but that didn't make sense. You know, when people say, well, that doesn't make sense to do that. Yeah, I know it doesn't make sense to you. <laughs> right? Even common sense is no longer common. Because it's based off your individual circle. It's who you be around. See, the problem with the 97% of people that never get what they want, they keep hanging around each other. They always around each other. Poor and average folks. Hang around poor and average folks. You ever saw that? They always do because they get along together. Why? Because they think the same. Rich people, 
they hang around rich people because they get along together as well. But the 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 dichotomy the, the, the is the rich and poor, the rich and I mean the average and poor people, they can't figure out why they are still poor and average. They I mean I'm doing everything right. They talk. Look, the average guy tells the other average girl, "Man, I'm doing everything right. Man, me too. What are we doing wrong? I don't know. I'm doing everything. I I, I read. I bought a course, and I don't understand why I'm not getting this. Yeah, me too." <laughs> And then average people or poor people, they start giving each other advice. Well, maybe you need to read this book. Well, maybe you need the three books that this person read. Well, maybe we need to go to this seminar. Yeah, let's go to this seminar. Well, maybe we need to buy this course. Yeah, let's buy this course. Well, maybe I need to be a real estate agent. Well, maybe I need to be a photographer. Well, maybe I need to go to the bank. Maybe I need to be an investor. Maybe I need to do Ford. Well, maybe, yeah, let's do that. Let's do that now. You have a bunch of people that are poor and average, and they're giving futile advice to each other, and they don't realize they're going in a circle. And the circle's leading them nowhere. Is everybody following me here tonight? How many of you got value here tonight on this rant? This was a good one, right? How many of you followed me tonight here and it made sense to you? Okay. How many of you now you have a, your mind is beginning to open up more. Then you get, you say, man, he's right. I do justify a lot. About what I can't do and what I'll never do because I just don't understand it. Or maybe because I just haven't been exposed to it. Come at the word value if you got value tonight. Come at the word value if you're actually going to apply it and think about why you should justify why you can do it. Listen, I'm not saying going out tomorrow morning and getting yourself a $2,000 per night hotel. But what I want you to do is just justify why you can get it. Just justify it. Just say, you know what, I can get it because what's luxurious, relaxing, it's nice. Smells good, feels good, made service. You know, some of those one and two star hotels, those rooms are disgusting. Jesus, just disgusting. Nasty hotels. Flies, roaches, (laughs) bed bugs, beds nasty, all type of stains. I mean, it's disgusting. I haven't stayed in, I don't know, you know, I haven't stayed in a three-star, two-star, one-star hotel in 15 years. I don't know. But I know you guys have. Any questions for me? Any questions for me? Comment below, please. Because I'm here not only to educate, but I want to answer your questions. It's just in case you don't get it. You know, I know. Listen, everybody's not created equal in the way of understanding information. So I'm here to help you. I'm your virtual millionaire mentor. Okay. This is pro bono. This is for free. And I want you to understand it because if you understand it as an individual, you'll take action. You'll stop saying what you can't do. You'll stop saying what you can't afford. I can't afford that. I can't afford that. <laughs> I hear people. Man, I can't afford. Man, I can't afford that. Man, I wish. You know, people talk about my cars all the time. Every t- everywhere I go, you know, I guess everybody knows Wesley Virgin have a ton of cars in Houston, Texas. So they say, oh, man, you the guy with all those cars. Or they see me on, online on YouTube or whatever, right? And they say, hey, you the guy with all those cars. I say, yeah, man, you can get a car too. Man, I can't afford that. I wish. Man, I wish. I'm like, they don't realize that these words, I can't afford it. If you say I can't afford it, you never will. I wish. What are we, three years old? Blowing out a cake? 
Nah, wishes don't come true. Expectations do. Stop wishing and expect it. You should say, oh yeah, I'm going to get one too. I like yours. Where'd you get it from? I'm going to go there tomorrow. I'm going to check it out. That's what you should say. But most people just say, oh, I can't afford that. That's too much money. Well, you rich. I'm this. You the big man. Blah, 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 blah. They put me on this pedestal. And I'm like, well, what about you? Well, man, you know, I'm Well, man, you know, I'm mean, just how a man, that's how they talk. Well, man, you know me, I'm just trying. Well, you know me, I mean, I would like it, but man, I, I just don't know how I'm going to get it. Well, man, I'm trying to be like you. I mean, why are you trying to be like me? Won't you be the best version of yourself? Just model me a bit. Take some of the things that I do and just use it and do it. And what I would like you to take from me, it's not the digital marketing world. What I want you to take is my attitude, <laughs> my my behaviors, my structure, my my habits. That's it. My habit, my daily habits got me here. Okay. Questions for me here. <clears throat> what is the first place you go when taking action? What do you mean, what is the first place that I go? Taking action on what? When I take action on my, my dreams? I mean, I just do what's necessary. See, a lot of you, you want to... Oh, God. You know, many of you are so obsessed with doing the right thing. I want to make sure I'm taking the right action. There's no such thing as the right action. Let me go ahead and just clear that up right now. There's no such thing as the right action or the right move when you play chess. Have you ever played chess or checkers? It's not such thing as the right first move. You just move. Does it make sense? It's no right move. You move. Because you don't know what the competitor is going to do. You don't know what the world is going to do. You don't know what the universe is going to do. Does it make sense? It's like men that's trying to talk to a girl. Like I, I went to the club yesterday and I see these men trying to approach girls and I see men so apprehensive. They don't want to do it. They're scared. Right? And then, man, what's the right thing to say? Yeah. Because everybody think I'm just a Casanova with the women. Like, I'm a womanizer, which I'm not. But everybody thinks that way, right? You know, this guy came up to me, and he hugged this girl that was next to me. And she said, oh, that's your man or whatever. And I said, I mean, this is not my woman. I'm just hanging out. We all just chilling. You know what I mean? Having a good time here. And I was playing around. I said, yeah, yeah, she my woman. He said, yeah, I know, man. Handsome man like you, man. You got all the women. I already know. I knew she was yours. I said, young man, she's not mine. And he's thinking about what is the right thing to say to a woman. That's how men think, by the way. Men want to know, well, what is the right thing to say at the right time? What do I need to say to her to make sure I get her? Just make a move. Do something. You'll figure it out. You may fail the first time. You may fail 10 times, 20 times, 100 times. But if you keep taking action and keep going over to her, eventually you'll say the right thing at the right time and you'll be able to have her like you want her. It's the same thing with business. Hello? It's the same thing with business. You got levels, right? You got 100000 you got a million dollars, whatever. It's just like talking to a girl that's in your comfort zone and talking to a girl that's outside your comfort zone based off how you think about her, right? She's too gorgeous for you. Your insecurities kick in. You might be like, oh, I can't get a girl like that. Some of you think like that as it relates to money. Well, I can't make a million dollars. I mean, I'll make a hundred grand, but a million, I don't know. Some of you make fifty, thirty thousand. Man, I don't know if I can make a hundred thousand. Man, a hundred thousand, a million. Man, I don't know what I got to do. What's the first step? Just step. I want everybody to comment the words below. Just step. Just take a step. Okay. Whatever the business is, whatever the industry is, just take a step. Okay.
If you're on the internet marketing industry, you want to be an affiliate marketer, go watch videos about affiliate marketing. That's an action. That's an actionable step. Okay? My daughter, she wants to be a doctor. She's in school right now, doing very well, by the way. Just to give you guys an update. She's taking steps. She's taking classes. That's a step. Right? That's a step. Maybe it's a business that you've always wanted to do. Not sure if you can do it. Well, what's the business? Is it a service business or is it a product business? If it's a product business, go do research and find out if people are currently buying the product. Find out who's selling the product that you want to sell. Find out who's selling the service that you want to sell. That's a step. Research it. Find out who's the competitor. Who's the big dog in that market. Then model that person. Buy his stuff. Study what he does and how he does it. How does he acquire a customer? How does he keep the customer? How does, he, does that make sense? These are steps. Stop asking me, well, what, what is the step? What is the right step? There's no right steps. Like, what's the right? Listen, my building at my house is about 50 floors, right? If it's 50 floors at my building and I want to get to the top, hey, Wes, what's the, uh, the right way to climb these steps? What do you mean? You think I'm crazy. If I say, hey, what's the right way to climb these steps? Uh, pick up your right foot and put on the uh <laughs> and put on the step. What what are you talking about? It's no one it's no right way to climb a staircase. Okay. You just step. If you trip and fall, you get up and you keep going. Does that make sense? And you will trip and fall. I just want you folks to understand that. You will trip and fall during your journey of making money, business, startups. You will fall. I'm going to let you know that so you're not surprised when you lose money, when you lose an investment, when you stop, when you pause, when you get frustrated, when you get irritated, when you get mad at yourself, when you get mad at others. You're going to fall. But get up. Duh. I mean, what else would you do? Just lay there and cry like a baby about how the world isn't fair, how the government isn't fair, and why does it have to be like this? And this person is scamming. They screwing us over, man. I'm telling you, they taking our money. You know, the people, they don't want us. They want the rich people. They want us to stay down. You want to be that person? Listen, even if you were right, no one cares. <laughs> At all. Next question for me, please. <sighs> Somebody said, what is the right way to press the button on the elevator? It's no right way. You just press it. Hey, man, how should I um, take this elevator? What do you mean? What do you mean how you take an elevator? Where do you want to go, up or down? That's the same feeling I received from you when you asked me, well, what's the first step, Wes? What's the first step? Or oh, what's the right step? It's not. Okay. Questions for me, please. You never fear losing money in the process? No, I do not. Because I don't lose money. 
listen, one thing you have to understand something about millionaires and to explain it to you in a technical way, we, we do something that's called reframing. We reframe everything that we do that most people think that is a losing type of situation. Like a basketball player, when he's playing basketball as an athlete, top athlete, NBA, he shoots the ball. If he misses, he can't think too much about that missed shot. That makes sense? He has to reset quickly and get back to the game. And if he's thinking about that shot and thinking about, well, I don't want to shoot it again because what if I miss again? He's going to be no good to the NBA. No good to the team is going to be cut. Does that make sense? You have to get to the point that you are not wallowing in the missed shots. You're not just thinking about the missed shots and making the missed shots like, man, what about another missed shot? Like, you can't make the missed shot everything. The failure, the fear, like, you just, you're making it everything. Anything great that you will ever achieve in life is going to come from the level of difficulty. It's just what it is. The more difficult the situation, the process is, well, the higher the reward. Does that make sense? That's why you have employees and employers. Employees have an easier job than employers. The people that own the company have a much tougher job than the people that work for the company. Does that make sense? So if you're able to solve difficult problems, and that's all what the business is to me. It's just a problem, right? You have to solve the problem. You solve a problem, and depending on the problem that you solve, the more money you get paid, right? That's it. So you have to make a choice for everybody to say, well, this is hard, man. It's very difficult. Yeah, it is. I mean, it is. And the more you climb up the ladder, it gets more difficult. But then you'll start to relax in the difficulty. And it won't bother you too much because you are expected to be hard. And you will feel good once you achieve and once you discover the solution. That's a reframe. See, I don't think, I don't fail. I learn. I don't fail. I grow. I don't fail. It gives me an opportunity to progress. Does that make sense? I don't fail. Because think about it this way. How do you know when you fail? Okay. Like, how do you even know when you fail? Is it because somebody else told you? No. It's because you told yourself that you have failed. Like, if you never tell yourself that you fail, you never will. Just say, oh, no, I didn't fail. Oh, that business? Yeah, I'm not doing it anymore. It didn't, it didn't fail, but we made a pivot. A better word to describe what we call failure. Millionaires, rich people, they do this very well. You're like, you know, think about the Casanova, the guy that you think to get all the girls. Well, he never fails. He'll say, oh, no, I never fail. I get all the girls. It's not that a girl never tells him no. But just in his mind, if a girl says no, it doesn't mean no to him. There's many men that to get whatever woman they want, they talk to a woman, she'll say no. And he'll just go back again in an hour, two hours, two days, whatever, and get her. So. Is the, the thing is, you have to learn how to think of rejection as a gift. Okay? Come with those words below. Think of rejection as a gift. It's a gift to learn. It's a gift. Whenever, whenever something doesn't go well in your life, in your business, in your relationship, it's a gift. What can I learn here? What can I do to circumvent the situation? What can I do to solve the solution or discover the solution 
to fix the situation. Does that make sense? I had a question here. Can you give us a technique to manifest more money? Of course. Of course I can. Absolutely. I can. Okay, so... If you want to manifest money in life, in your life, more money, how many of you want to manifest more money? How many of you want more of the green stuff? I'm going to give you a step-by-step. Now, listen... I'm going to give you a, mes- a mechanistic way to do it. Me- mechanistically way to do it, okay? Instead of mechanics, this is what you want, right? Because I get it. You're just so married to the how-to, right? I'm going to give it to you. So it's up to you to choose to do that here. So I'm going to show you how to manifest more money. Show how I manifested more money when I didn't have any money. First, you got to believe that you can do it. First, you must believe that you can actually manifest more money even though you don't know how to manifest more money. Does that make sense? Let me say that again. Let me say it slowly for you. You got to believe that you can manifest more money even though you don't know how to manifest more money. First up, some of you are going to get it. Some of you are going to take your time. Just play it again a few times. You got to believe that you can manifest money, right? Like if you never, like, it's like basketball players. If they don't believe they can make it to the NBA, doesn't matter how hard they play or how much they practice, they'll never make it to the NBA. I mean, because they don't believe it. They don't believe no one's going to select them, pick them or whatever to move on through the ranks to become NBA players. It's never what happened. They don't believe it. They justify why it may not happen for them. So that's the first step. So how many of you believe that you can manifest more money? If you do, I want you to comment below. I believe that I can manifest more money. If you believe it. Because I'm giving you the steps. Very simplistic steps. It's how I manifested millions. It's how I still manifest millions. It's how I manifest the billions too. Just very simple, trivial process here. Comment below, I believe that I can manifest more money. Okay. And I I feel I'll come back to your question, okay? So listen, if you believe you can manifest more money, step two is, well, how much money you want to manifest, big head? Huh? Like how much money you want? 10000 $20,000? $20, that's important. You know, many people want to manifest, manifest more money, but they don't know. They just think more money is enough. Like, oh, more money. Well, I want a lot of money. Well, how much is a lot? <laughs> like, what does that even mean? A lot of money? <laughs> Need a number. How much money do you want to manifest? And it's up to you. How much? Now, I'll say this, that you need to be able to conceive it, right? Which means is your brain needs to be able to actually conceive yourself bringing in this amount of money. Some of you are like, oh, want $200 million. Shut up. Stop. Oh, I want $300 billion. Stop it. You don't even make 100000 Stop. 
make sure that you conceive it. I tell people, you know, because unfortunately, the average person doesn't even make five thousand a month. Like ten thousand dollars a month is a good number. So you know, I want to manifest. I'm going to manifest ten thousand dollars a month. It's just a good number, right? It's a good number because you can conceive ten thousand dollars. It's just three hundred dollars a day, right? Twenty five hundred dollars a week. That's it. See how you can, you know, okay, it's not that much. Like $350 a day, that's it. Yeah, that's it. Every day. Got 10 grand at the end of the month. Okay. And then step three is this is where it's going to get fun. You got to begin to visualize our mental rehearsal, a mental rehearse, you actually receiving the money. Okay. That's if you want to manifest it. You got to be able to mental rehearse of what you will do to acquire the money. It could be business, somebody giving you some free money. I don't know, whatever you want to do. And you need to see yourself using the money and spending the money how you please. And that's it. That's how it works. It's that simple. And mental rehearsing visualization can be done through meditation. I have a meditation course called the Genie Script. The Genie Script. Just search it on Google. You'll find it. Buy it. It works. Right? What's next? I had a, had a question from a young lady. Let me see. Um, hold on. Give me a second here. If you guys are getting value here, comment the word value, please. So, Afia says... Why do men always think women are trying to belittle them when you are on the same level financially? And I guess myself. Oh, why do? Oh, yeah. Let me tell you something about men, ladies. Now, you got to understand this because a lot of women don't realize what's happening as it relates to women and men on the planet here. Women are progressing. Unfortunately, men are behind. They just are. Right? It's just women. Man, women are killing it. I mean, shout out to women. Women are. On their grind, man. Starting companies, they're starting companies, and they're not only starting companies; they're actually being they're profitable. <laughs> they're making money, and men, unfortunately, just they're a little bit still behind. Women are just being very independent people, and they tend to take things a little bit more serious than men do. Men are just a bit more less dads, uh, less uh, lazy or lethargic when it comes to these things. But listen, women. <clears throat> When your man feel belittled because you want more, you're getting more, that's the issue with him. It's, it's nothing about you. It's nothing about you. See, one thing about a man, let me tell you this. This is, this is some advice I'm going to give you that men will never tell you. Men don't like to be challenged, especially by a woman. They just don't. Because a man, as it relates to a woman in that relationship, he feels that he's superior. I get it. You know, some men will like, oh, yeah, we equal. But he don't really believe that. Men do feel that we're smarter than women or uh, we are more educated or whatever. We just think that we know more, right? We just think that we're the superior race, right? That's debatable. You can talk about this all night, but I'm just telling you how men feel. So when men feel that way, they don't like to be challenged, <laughs> right? They don't like to be like, hey, you can do more. You can do this. You can do this. I mean, they really don't like it. Some men might receive it, receive it, but they really don't like it because they feel that they should be like this. 
are there justify why they shouldn't be? Because you may say, well, baby, we always fly coach. Can we do first class this time? Just one time, baby. It's our anniversary. Baby, I love you so much. Can we do it? And he'll be like, huh? What? That's a waste of money. Why you? But just one time. And he's like, no. Why? Why would we waste money? Why would we do that? That doesn't make any sense. But listen. Listen, that's what he's saying. But deep down, deep inside him, he wished he could do it. He wanted to do it for you. But he can't find a way that he couldn't. So he might call that you belittling him or, you know, <clears throat> you might say, well, you just want all this stuff. you just a gold digger. you this, this. And then men start doing that. They start calling you gold diggers. You just want those women like the Kardashians. You're trying to be like this. And you're trying to. Listen, <clears throat> don't listen to none of that, right? He just hurt, <laughs> honestly. <laughs> He's hurt because he wants more, too. Like, listen, don't believe a man doesn't want more. He does. But a man doesn't know how to get it. So when a man doesn't know how to get it, he justifies and he gives you surface reasons on why he shouldn't get it or why it's impossible. See, women are free thinkers. A lot of women are like this. They're becoming this way because they listen to my content. And women are finally understanding they can have whatever they want. And listen, if you don't get it for them, they get it for themselves. You have a ton of women out there. They're getting it for themselves. They're buying themselves the chains, the bracelets, the purses, the cars. They're almost like men now, right? They wear Cuban link chains around their necks. <laughs> big, big old chains, right, women? So rings, diamonds, you know, whatever. They're just like men now. But <clears throat> women know how to get it, right? So men, they have a huge problem um, because they haven't made uh they they men men don't st- men don't spend enough time developing themselves like actively developing themselves as men just a lot of men are like this unfortunately so when he meets a woman that wants to develop herself and say i want this that's good this why not let's just do this let's do this when she's like one of those free thinkers kind of liberate outside the box just want to do something different you he's like no because actually he's hurt. He's hurt because he wants to be able to do it, but he doesn't find a way on how to do it. So he justifies it. And men are justified passionately. They be like, man, what you mean? That's a waste of money. No one does that, okay? I could tell you an example. This one girl that I met years ago, she was a nurse, traveling nurse. She made a ton of money. She was dating this, uh, this black guy. And, um, <laughs> you know, she was the type of woman that can just travel how she pleased because she's a nurse. She makes $20,000 a month. So, I mean, come on. She has freedom to do what he wants. And I'm pretty sure the guy probably made under $60,000, right? But she liked him. And every time that she would travel, the young man would say, Hey, why are you so spontaneous with your traveling? I mean, you just go whenever you, you just go. Who does that? I mean, it's dangerous out there. You can't be by yourself traveling as a woman. I mean, you know, men, <laughs> I'm telling you, men will put all these very, very uh, debilitating thoughts in a woman's brain, make her feel like, oh, shit, there's something wrong with me? And she thought something was wrong with her, that she wanted to do things that she was able to do because she could afford it. And his problem was he just couldn't afford it. He could have just said that. He said, he could have just said, oh, baby, I'm glad you can do that. And one day I'm going to do it as well. And we're going to do it together. But he he decided to berate her and said she was stupid and silly to doing that, just being spontaneous and not planning things out. That you shouldn't do that. You gotta plan things out in life. You know, you know, you know, a lot of broke men are philosophers, right? You gotta plan things out. 
they ain't got a dime to their name, right? Driving a fucking old Honda Accord, you know, living in together. I don't know. But they just like, oh, you got plenty of things out in life. You got to plan things. You, you know, listen, some of the greatest philosophers that you would never hear about are broke average men. Um, it's just how it is. And they always trying to give advice to women. You ever notice that, ladies? They always trying to give you some advice about your life because that's what men do because men feel significant that way. They feel very important when they give women advice because they want the woman to reciprocate and say, oh, you're the man. My man gave me some good advice. My God, I love him so much. He's a man, right? But that is just not the case, unfortunately. So, young lady, it's not about you, but it was all about him. And I think you comment below that you left him. So I told that woman, I said, listen, that's about him. Let him go. There's nothing wrong with you. You make more money than him. It is what it is. This is why I tell women, I share with women that you should consider not dating a a man that makes less than you because you'll never have that problem. When you date a man that makes less than you, you're going to have a problem because he has a certain level of thinking based off his salary. It is what it is. He know what he can and know what he can't do. If you make two, three times more money than him, you're able to do things outside of what he can do. It. So to him, it may feel strange to him. Like, well, why are you doing that? That's a lot of money. Why would you spend money on a Chanel purse? You're like, well, I make $400 a year. Why can't I get a Chanel purse? Well, you could use that money. We could use the money to get a house. We could use that money. So that's the man doing that. And I'm telling you, there is a misalignment there. Listen, women, just trust me on this. Trust me. Always date up. Date a man that makes more money than you. Okay, always. Now, I get it. It may be some situations that it may work. But I'm telling you, typically in situations with women and men, when they date women, you don't want to date a man that makes less than you. I mean, to me, it's insane. Why would you even do that? Because money is very powerful. And you'll see money's power when people get pissed off and upset. When you love your dovey, yeah, everybody's okay, right? You love your dovey, having sex every day, loving each other. I love you. I miss you, boo-boo. I miss you, my baby. I am my baby girl, blah, 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 blah. Yeah. But then six months, one year in a relationship, you have a big argument and you're pissed at each other. And now we start to talk about all the shit that we never share with each other. But what we don't like about each other, that money going to come up, I'm telling you. <laughs> it always does. Okay. So uh, women just date up, you know, date a man that makes more money than you. And I get it. Some of you women say, oh, man, there's no man like that. And the men that make more money than they cheat. Stop it. Don't say that. Right. That's another thing with women. Don't believe that every man on the planet cheats. I mean, some, right? Just don't, and even if that was the truth, don't believe that. Like, because you don't know every man, right? If you've dated every man on the planet, first of all, that'd be nasty if you did. But second of all, you're assuming that every man cheats because I guess just your friend got cheated on, you got cheated on, that person got cheated on. You might know five, ten people that got cheated on. So what? I mean, seven billion people on the planet. Okay, don't have the notion that every man on the planet cheats and that rich men cheat more than poor and average men. Okay? Um, I think if a poor and average man, if a rich man cheats, a poor and average man could cheat as well. So I think that should not be the first start you think about when you date a man that's making extremely more money than you or wealthy or independently wealthy. Just realize that you, as a woman, need to become the type of woman that he will think about most of the time. You just got to work on yourself. Women spend too much time trying to change a man. And, you know, oh, I want a man to cheat. I want a man to do that. I want a man. But they're not willing to be smart about it and say, well, what can I do to ensure that this man just comes to me, gravitates towards me? What can I do with myself? Why? Because the inner world creates the outer world, right? 
And a lot of you women, you're trying to change outside things. You want men to change. Oh, you, I want him to just be loyal. Well, what are you doing to make that happen? Remember, your inner world creates the outer world. You can't change people. People are who are exactly who they're going to be. They have to make a decision to change. And they only will change based off you changing you. Does that make sense? That was for my ladies. All right, what's next here? But did that make sense, ladies and gentlemen, here? Okay. Thank you, Winter Wolf. I'm glad you learned a lot here. Um, next question for me. Mm, hey, Wes, what do you what do you do to get out of severe depression and get back thinking clearly, Wes? Well, first of all, it's no such thing as severe depression. Now, stay with me here. I know a lot of you might say, "What? It is a such thing as depression." No, it's not. It's no such thing as depression. You just bought some bullshit from somebody that told you that you were depressed. Listen, first of all, you cannot even be depressed. You have to act that way. People that are, are depressed are not smiling. People that are depressed are not happy. People that are depressed, they have to do certain things with their body, right? They got to look down. They got to talk like that. Oh, man, my life's so... And sleep all day and drink and smoke weed and smoke blunts or whatever. That's what depressed people do. It's an action. So what I'm saying is stop doing what depressed people do. Let's play a game here. I played the game before, and let's play it again. I want all of you to do something for me. For everybody that believes that they're freaking depressed, severely depressed. I mean, severely? I mean, what kind of adjective is that? Listen, I want everybody right now to put a smile on their faces. Just do it with me, okay? Play with me for a while. Put a smile on your face. Go ahead. Let me see those teeth. Cheese. I'm going to do it with you. Cheese. Say cheese. Cheese. Now. While you're smiling right now, I want you to hold that smile. Do it. Just do it. Smile. Okay? Smile now. And I want you to get depressed while you have a smile on your face. Do it. I want you to be severely depressed and while having a smile on your face. I want to see those teeth. If you don't have any teeth, it's okay because I can't see you. So go ahead and smile right now, everybody. And at the same time that you're smiling, I want you to feel severely depressed. Go ahead. Think depressed thoughts while you're smiling on your face. How many of you can do it? How many of you are able to be depressed while having a smile on your face? Impossible, right? It's hard. <laughs> right? You're like, what? You're like, I don't know. It's not making sense because it's incongruent. You have to understand something about your physiology, right? The physiology, which is your body, it has to match the emotion. That's why they call it emotions, right? Motion creates emotion. So how you move the body is how we express emotion. You ever talk to a person that's really passionate about what they're talking about? And they moving their hand. Well, you don't understand. And their hand's going everywhere. Ah, ah, and you see these people's hands all in your face, right? You're like, oh, my God. Well, calm down a little bit, right? And they're passionate. Well, that's emotion, crazy emotion, right? The more emotion, the more the hands move, the more the body move, the neck move, whatever. Right? You get it? You ever talk to a person that's calm? Hands are more fluid. Voice is calm. And say, hey, you got this. You can do this. I know it hurts. I know it's a struggle, but you're powerful. You hear me? You're powerful. There's more power in you than there's power in the world. Listen to me. You see how I did that? It's calm, right? Motion, crazy motion. All right? So now I think we both can agree, young man, that you're not severely depressed. You're just doing it. Stop doing it. Just stop being severely depressed. Stop acting that way. Okay? You're an actor. 
And you're just acting in a way of a severely depressed person. Well, act like a severely happy person. Act like a severely successful person. Mm, you like that? Just act that way. Because that's how what you're doing anyway. <laughs> All right, what's next here? Talk to me. You're welcome. Hi, hey, bro. How's, how's studio? How are you? When I feel a bit drained, I just go for a swim. That's good. I love the lesson from the genie script. Thank you, God is Empress. Love you. I love all of you. Uh, what's next here? What's next here? Questions here. Wesley, make your followers aware about racial problems faced by those trying to make money. What racial problems? Stop it. Stop it. Stop it. Do not use race as a debilitator on why you can't make some money. That's some bullshit. I don't want to hear that. That's, that's some bullshit. Okay? Especially my dear black people. Now, she brought it up, so I'm going to talk about it for about one minute. I'm black. And I'm chocolate black. All right? And I'm a black man. And I would never say my race is preventing me from making some money. Now, am I saying that racial problems don't exist? Of course they exist. So what? That's a lot of shit that exists on the planet. You got people out there raping kids. You got people out there killing women. You got people out there, you got your crane. I mean, it's a lot of problems on the planet. Does it make sense? But that's not exacerbate and magnify a problem to justify why we're not making money. You see what we're doing there? You see what she did? She wanted me to make you aware that racial is a huge problem. It's the reason why we can't make money. That's a justification. It's not valid. It's bullshit. Does that make sense? It's bullshit. Your race, the color of your skin, is not preventing you from making money. You and your interpretation and your perception of what's happening is the reason why you can't make money. Does that make sense? Okay, what's next here? Question for me. Talk to me. So I'm not going to be able to agree with you on that. Well, thank you so much, Goddess. Thank you, Milk Mary. Just looking at you guys' comments here. Questions for me, please. Questions, questions. <clears throat> Honestly, uh, I, I want my... Wait, here we go. What's the best way, in your opinion, to go into affiliate marketing? Do you think too many people do it already? No. Cat, absolutely not. <clears throat> you have to understand something. Um, there are more millionaires and there are more people becoming billionaires just in this decade alone than any other. I mean, come on. Elon Musk is worth almost $300 billion, folks. What are you talking about? It's more millionaires that's being created right now in the last 20 to 30 years than ever before. And it's having faster and younger teenagers are millionaires now, right? It's almost not even cool to be a millionaire. It's kind of boring, honestly, right? So affiliate marketing, you can become a millionaire. Look, and I, you know, I've said this so many times. If you want to be in affiliate marketing, the fastest way to make a million dollars a year, first of all, you got to make $83,000 a month, right? And some change. So we'll just say that you need to make about $2,500 to $3,000 a day. 
because that's going to make you a millionaire for the year. So what you do is for affiliate marketing, you research a product online, right? Research a product online that's going to pay you out a commission of $1,000. As many of them, just go search. Type in affiliate marketing, high ticket, affiliate marketing, high high prices, whatever, right? And you find a product that has an affiliate platform to it, marketing platform, that allows others such as yourself to promote it to make money. And once you find that program, you find people on the internet within that genre or within that niche and promote to them. And say if it took you 10 hours to get three sales, is it worth it? Say if you only got two sales, it's $2,000. Does that make sense? I mean, that's just how simple it is. Even though I know it sounds simple, but obviously it's not because, you know, you guys are going to take action anyway. But some of you will. But it's just really simple. Say if it took you 10 hours. Like many of you spend 10 hours at your job. You don't even make $300 a day. I mean, listen, probably more than half, more than 90% of people on here is not even making $300 a day at their job. Most of you make $100 a day, $50 a day, $150 a day, $200 a day, a day. And, and you work there for 10 or 12 hours. <laughs> That's insane. Doing something that you don't want to do. And when you become an affiliate marketer, because this is what we do, this is what we teach. You can always click the link in my bio if you want to learn more. I mean, we teach people how to be naked in their house, no clothes on your body, in your bed, under the seats, laptop on your lap. And for 10 or 12 hours, you promote something. You promote a program. And depending on how much money you want to make, it's up to you. It doesn't matter how many hours it takes you to do it, but you got to have your own goal. Say, you know what? I'm going to sit here. I'm going to make $1,000 today. $1,000. So you take an affiliate program that you want to promote to make $1,000 a day. And you promote it, you promote it, you promote it until you make $1,000. And who cares if it takes you 10 or 12 hours? You're naked in your bed relaxing. Does that make sense? You're not out there at the hustle and bustle making $100 or $200 a day, which is ridiculous. You get it? You see the difference? <clears throat> How would you go about promoting those products? I give examples. Say if I had a weight loss company. I, I, you know, I'm going to give you a real example. It's something I'm doing right now. I have a product right now. It's a supplement. We're going to launch more likely next week. The marketing is done, which is called the video sales letter. It's done. It takes about a month to do it, a little bit more. We designed a website. We got the FDA approval. It's a white label. We got the ingredients. We put it all together. We got the packaging, the labels. It's a lot of times a lot of money to do this, but it makes a ton of money if you do it right. So once we launch it, the product is going to sell for like $59 for one um, bottle of the supplement, which is a weight loss supplement. So listen, if I'm going to sell a weight loss supplement, now think for a second. And to me, this is common. This is absolutely common sense, right? Because my question to you is, where do you find people that want to lose weight on the internet? Can anybody tell me? Like, because obviously, I'm not going to target people who want to be entrepreneurs. I'm not going to target people who want to train their dogs. I'm not going to train people or target people who want to be Instagram models. No, I'm going to target people who want to lose weight. Where are they? Hello, where are they? Weight loss forums, Facebook groups, Instagram pages, right? Weight watchers. Wait, I mean, that's where they are. So you sign up to these platforms and you speak to these people on the internet. Okay? 
And now this is when you have to learn a little bit about sales and persuasion because I get it. You know, some of you, you know, it's funny. <clears throat> people think they're not good salespeople, but some of you are really good at getting what you want from people, right? Some of you are. Well, just if you're really good at getting what you want from people, just transmute that to a conversation on the Internet. When you're talking to people, getting them to buy your service. And listen, if you don't know how to sell, if you don't know how to persuade people, we'll get a course. Have a course called Mass Control. When I teach people how to do this, a $1,000 course. I don't think I sell it anymore, honestly. But there's many books you can read on how to be a more persuasive person. Because all sales, it's all what it is. Sales is nothing but convincing people that the value that you're going to give them is going to be worth it. That's it. You got to paint a picture in their minds that what you're going to give them based on the price you're going to sell it for, it's going to be valuable to them and they're going to buy it. Does that make sense? Okay. Next question for me. If you're getting value, comment below. I'm getting value. Go ahead and tag a few people below for me as well. House Paris. I wish I was there, Poppy. Whoa, 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 whoa. You calling me Poppy? You calling me Poppy? You speak Espanol? Do you have Espanol? <laughs> Paris has been absolutely outstanding. You're welcome, Kat. Questions for me? How would you go about... Pro oh, I already answered that question. It sounds simple, but when I do it, it doesn't work. Okay, so that's, let's talk about that. I get it. Some of you watch my content on YouTube. How many of you watch one of my YouTube videos while I'm explaining a particular technique to make money online? Almost everybody, right? Because these videos I've seen, I don't know, like um, 50 million times, right? A lot of people watch my videos on a daily basis, right? On the internet, on YouTube. And how many of you tried the technique and it didn't work for you? My question to you is, did you really expect you to do it one time and it was going to just download tons of money in your bank account? I mean, think about it. When you drove a car for the first time, did you think that the first day you drove a car that you were going to be this NASCAR driver? Of course not. So since you know that, um, why would you think that you can just watch a video one time and do the technique one time, and all of a sudden, it just happens. It doesn't work that way. You got to put in the work. Hello? Repetition of the mother of skill. Got to continue to do it over and over and over and over and over again until you get it. Okay? That separates the winners from losers. The losers, they you're like, oh, no, worm. none of this stuff worked. None of this stuff worked. Listen, if none of that stuff worked, then the sites would not exist. So why are the sites there? Why are the websites still there? You know, all the websites that I recommend, all the different techniques, why are they there? Obviously, it's working for somebody. Okay? Maybe it's not working for you because you just have this negative, piss poor attitude about it. Because you try something one time, you're like, oh, it don't work. Well, I tried it for a week, it don't work. Really? I mean, I'm like, come on. I mean, first of all, when you drive a car for a first time, you're not an expert driver. And I'm trying to get you to drive a NASCAR. And most of you cannot even drive a NASCAR. You can drive a car, but not a NASCAR. But you want to make a million, you got to drive a NASCAR. Does that make sense? Which means that you got to put the work in, repetition, 
Watch the video over and over again until you get it. That's just how it is. Okay. <laughs> What's next year? What's your favorite suit outlet, Wes? Oh, I don't wear suits. But if I did, um, I did have to wear suits for a wedding. Um, uh, had to go with my boot. Um, it was a what's it called? Chitin, K I T O N. I mean, all the suits that I wear that you see me wear, they they're like plus four thousand dollars. I got a Tom Ford jacket, seventy five hundred dollars. But I'm just not a suit guy. I don't like wearing suits. I look good in suits. I mean, don't get it twisted. I look absolutely amazing in a suit, but I just don't want to wear it because I want to be comfortable. I prefer to be naked, honestly, all the time. I mean, seriously, I just want to be naked all the time. If I could, I would. If I, would, if I couldn't go to I'm telling you, I just wouldn't have clothes on. just don't like wearing clothes. You can ask anyone I've ever dated. You know, when they come to my house, I'm already naked all the time, <laughs> walking around in my dress. <laughs> uh, I pay for the freedom, folks. I don't want to wear any clothes for what? For what? It's just it's not comfortable. Sweat on your arms is terrible. I have a multi-figure six. I have a multi-six-figure high-ticket business, but I gotta be always in the business. Uh, this is Jerome. It's going hard with affiliation marketing, worth pursuing, or should I keep folks on a hot ticket till I get to seven figures? Well, I would say get a sales team, man. I mean, that's simple. Like we have a sales team right now for my company. We do uh, like. Eight figures every year. And it's just um, sales team, man. Just delegate. Teach people what you know. It's the next phase of business. You need to read the book, um, The E-Myth Revisited. That'll help you out. You're trying to be everything in a business. You're trying to be the operator, technician, the CEO, the vision, everything. You can't do that. You can't scale properly. You'll scale slow. The guy, since you have what works, uh, you should listen to the guy, Alex Hamosi. He's really good. This guy is a beast. And that's what he did in the fitness niche. This man makes millions of dollars a month. Uh, I mean, more than that, but whatever. But, um, yeah, you need to learn how to manage people, learn how to find good talent, and get them to do what you get them to do. What you do. Listen, in the beginning of every company, usually it's the CEO that does all the work, especially a brand-new CEO. Then after that, the next phase is you have to get other people to do the work that you don't want to do or the work that other people can do better than you. Does that make sense? I typically hire people that are smarter than me in their field. Right? Uh, like, example, Ariella. She runs a company for me. Um, and But she's smarter to me when it comes to sales. She's really good. She's probably better than me. Better salesperson than me. She's really good. She knows how to sell ice cream to a snowman. Right? So that's her skill. So, um, yeah. So you have to start to delegate, my guy. What's next? No, it's not a million a month. I'm sorry, like a million a week, probably. <laughs> I mean, he makes a ton of money. Uh, I think he sold his company, but I don't know. What's uh, Wes, What's the best digital product to sell on Etsy? I don't know what the best one is because I don't know what you mean by the best. I guess you mean what makes the most money, which I won't know because I don't create products on Etsy, but I do recommend people to make money on Etsy, but I don't have an Etsy business, right? So I wouldn't know what makes the most money. And I don't think it really matters what makes the most money. I think what matters what's the demand. So if I was on Etsy and I want to sell on Etsy, I would search Etsy and I would find out what's making the most sales. How do you find out? How do you figure that out? Well, you find out the product's getting the most reviews. That's obvious, right? It's just so simple, right? The most reviews, if 
if a person's leaving a review, let's assume that they bought the product, right? So, yeah, model those products and see where they're selling, how they're selling, right? Because I don't think it really matters what's the best. It's just how much money you want to make. And find a niche that you know that people are making money in the niche. And just do the math based off the product that you're selling. You know, when people talk about, you know, making all this money, you want to make a million dollars. Listen, if you want to make a million dollars a year, just find a way to make $3,000 a day. And whatever you're going to do, just $3,000 a day. That's it. $3,000 a day. You want to make $10,350 a month. I mean, a, a day. $350 a day. That's it. Just figure out what you can do, what value that you can contribute to the world to make that type of money. Just chunk it down a bit. You want to make a million dollars a month? Okay, then you need to make thirty thousand a day, and then you'd be on Wesley Virgin's law. Uh, uh, what's some good colognes? Um, I would tell you this oil that I use, but I can't. I just can't, guys. That's my secret potion. I just can't give you this one. But I give you one. How about that? I can't give you my main one. I mean, the main one that I use is so intoxicating. I mean, no one can resist that smell. It's powerful. <laughs> I just can't give that up. This is my thing. I just cannot give it up. I'm just not going to give it up. But um, a great cologne. Uh, if we're talking about colognes, I don't typically wear colognes. But of course, Baccarat. Just go get Baccarat. I mean, you're good. Right? I think everybody knows what Baccarat is. It's like two, three, four hundred dollars. I'm not sure. But just get some Baccarat. That's it. You're good. Right? And start to lose lotion. Like, the lotion that I use. I'm not going to tell you the exact lotion. But uh, I use Bun number 9. And Bun number 9 is a brand. They have colognes and they have lotions as well. They're pretty expensive. They're all over $100. But they're worth it. I'm telling you. And you just choose one. can't tell you the one that I use. Because what I do, the reason why, if you've ever been around me, I have a very unique, powerful smell that people are very addicted to. Of course, it's purposeful. Duh. Right? <laughs> I'm a man of desire, man. It's okay. I am that. I am a man of desire. I see myself that way, and I act that way in everything that I do. So, and I'm a man of mystery as well, which means people are always trying to find out more about me because I set myself up that way, which is who it is. It's just who I am. But, um, yeah, I use combination, like, with oils and colognes and not really colognes, though. Um, uh, lotions, you put them together. Just test. Have fun with it. All right? <clears throat> What's next here? Um, Wes, how can I drive traffic to the Genius Group? Yeah, if you want to drive traffic to the Genius Group, goddess, understand Genius Crip is a self-help manifestation product, right? So find people in the self-help niche online. P- find people that like the law of attraction. What do people listen to that like the law of attraction? Bob Proctor, Tony Robbins, right? These people already have audiences. You can target them on the internet. What's next here? Are you folks getting value here? I model their product, and how do I drive traffic to it? You can run Facebook ads, you can run YouTube ads, or you can go the organic way, right? It's up to you, and it depends on your budget. Uh, a lot of you just so cheap, you know, and, and that's another thing, folks. You know, when you start a business, you try to be cheap. <laughs> you can't do, listen, if you want to be cheap, it's, it's going to take longer for you to grow. 
But this is a business. Like, a Facebook guy may charge you $5,000 a month. A good one. But it's worth it, especially if it converts, and you'll learn so much. A lot of you think about that $5,000 a month. You're like, well, that's $5,000 a month. I'm gonna... But you, you learn so much through the process. You're going to learn information that you'll never learn if you didn't pay the $5,000 a month. Because this person is an expert. Which means this person not only can tell you, hey, this doesn't work, but it can tell you why it doesn't work, what you need to change, what's not working. He can tell you more about hooks because you just don't know, right? So it's almost like you paying for mentorship at the same time they're running ads to your campaign. It's not important that it works. It's important that you understand what's not working. You learn. Does that make sense? It's, it's so uh, fascinating how people invest in a college education. They have no problem paying $20,000 for a semester. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? They pay $20,000, $15,000 for a semester or whatever. And they're getting no real value, right? Because the first year of college is just bullshit, right? You're just taking the same, like my daughter's taking like the same courses that she took in high school, right? I mean, come on. And you can't spend $5,000 a month on a on an ad guy? Why? Or even $10,000 a month. I mean, get a credit card. Just... See, you have to change the way you think when you think about business. A lot of you are like, oh, I want to lose money. But you're not losing money. You're investing. You want to play with the big dogs? Well, you got to spend that way. You got to spend that way. It is what it is. And the quicker that you're ready to spend, the faster your growth. Some of you are just trying to hold on to your pennies and nickels. Well, I no money. I got $10 a day. I'm like, what? $10 a day is not going to make you rich. I'm not going to make you a ton of money on any type of Facebook advertisement, on any type of media buying. It is what it is. Got to be. I mean, you're going to get to the point you're going to spend hundreds of thousands a month with no problem. We do it. It's just, it's just normal. It's so natural. Like, I want to spend more. I want to spend a million dollars a month. Like, on this new supplement that I'm going to be launching, and I will be sharing with all of you to promote it because I want you to make money too. I'm, 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 I want to spend a million. I'm going to spend a million dollars a month. I'm going to do my best. Max that credit card out, man. A million dollars a month. I don't care. Come and make a ton of money on the back end. Okay. Questions for me. Talk to me. Before I let you go, questions for me. Did you get value here tonight? And remember, if you're ever looking for mentorship or any, not mentorship, but partnership, and Wesley Million Dollar Virgin on my Instagram account, just go to the bio, click the link, and you'll get a 15-minute call with me or one of my team members, and we'll show you how to become an affiliate marketer. Like, to me, what we offer is definitely better than fucking college, man. Come on. How many of you have a college degree, but you have no money? You're still paying off the debt. still paying off that stupid loan, right? You're spending all that money. We don't even charge, not even half, not even a fraction of the cost as it relates to what you pay for a four-year degree. So you're getting a deal. Then after you go through the course, you learn, you come out knowing how to create six or seven figures for yourself, right? College does not do that. It's not preparing you to make six or seven figures. It's not. Not at all. Depending on the major that you choose, right? But it's not preparing you to do that unless you're trying to be a doctor, a lawyer, or whatever. Right? Some engineer. But even that, you know, when you first start, it's just it's a corporate climb, man. And me, I'm not trying to climb the corporate ladder. Folks, let me know if you will, if you would like me to put this on replay so you can listen to this again on my Instagram account. Comment below. If you would like me to post it, just comment the word post it. And um oh you know, comment the word love you, Wes. 
I just like, I just love fishing for those compliments. Just come to the word love US and I'll post it. She can listen to this again. Okay, listen to this again. Repetition is the mother skill. You want to listen to this information as much as humanly possible. So one day, like today, you actually believe it and apply it and live by it. Okay, so you can get the results that you want faster here. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And remember, this will be digitized and converted over on the on the um, podcast as well. Wesley Billion Dollar Virgin Podcast. Listen to it. It's free. iPhone. Put on your iPhone. Listen to it all day long. Spotify. We are there. We are out there, man. Around the world. Change your lives for the better. What's next here? How many of you have access to my podcast? I'm just curious. How many of you on a daily basis listen to the podcast? Like it's in your headphones. You're listening to the Wesley Billion Dollar Virgin Millionaire Midnight Rent podcast. Curious. Daily. How many of you are doing that? And if you don't know what the podcast is, just go to Google.com and type in Wesley Billion Dollar Virgin podcast, which is nothing but these rants. Just these rants, right? It's not like I'm talking to a person interviewing them. I don't want to do that for what I'd rather just talk candidly myself and talk to you. Okay. So, um, it's free. There's a hundred plus of you can listen to this stuff all day long, right? While you're taking action, of course. Hey, Stephanie, how are you? Hey, I love you guys as well. You're the man. Thank you for all that you do. You're changed me in so many ways. Well, thank you, God. I appreciate that. Any more questions for me before I let you go? Anybody want to go live with me? If you want to go live with me, let me know. My battery power is going. It's going to stop soon, so just let me know. Let's get it. How do you go first? How do you first go about reprogramming your beliefs about money? So remember something about reprogramming. I know we use this word a lot and people just don't really, I don't know if they understand what I mean by reprogram. <clears throat> understand that we are all programmed for something now. And program means that it's information that's going in like a computer. You program the computer by putting a CD, a disc in, and you rewrite the operating system or you program it because you want the computer to do what you want it to do. Same thing with the brain. But what's different with us as people we are programmed first initially by the people that raised us. So think about the piece, the person that raised you, your parents, right? Grand, granddaddy, grandmama, I don't know, foster care, somebody raised you. So based off this information, you downloaded this information into your mind. And this is your programs, such as how you feel about money, how you feel about relationships, how you feel about love. How do you feel about yourself, your self-confidence? All that is derived from those people, which are the programmers. But now, since we are adults now, we understand that we may have some misinformation. Some of the information that we have in the mind is not applicable or it's not working to create the life that we want, so we need to change it. So how do we do that? We need different programming, which means that we need to hear different words, different information that aligns with what we want, such as this information. This is an example of a program, right? You listen to this for an hour a day, you're being programmed to think like me. You might not believe everything, but the more you listen to it, you will 
inadvertently just believe it because you continue to listen to it. Does that make sense? You don't have to consciously remember everything. It happens automatically. That's how the unconsciousness works. That's why you're able to listen to a song over and over again. And you tend to remember the song and repeat the words, but you never really took time to write it down and recite and practice that. Just the repetition. That's how powerful the unconscious mind is. Which it, I mean, we'll never truly be able to explain the power of the unconscious mind, how it's able to do what it's doing. But I'm telling you, you can just listen to something over and over and over and over and over, and over again, thousands of times, and it will be a part of your unconsciousness, which means now you will start to take and make different decisions in life. You will have different beliefs about certain things. It'll be easy for you to do the thing that you say, oh, man, I never do that. Then you start doing it. Or you're like, I can't do that. And then you will start doing it. That's just how the mind works. I'm saying the mind is very complex, but it's fascinating. So that's how it works. That's, that's what I mean by reprogram. Think of your mouth like the keyboard. Your mouth is the keyboard. And your ears. It's always listening. Do you have meditations on your podcast? I do. All right, folks, I'm going to go ahead and let you go here. I love you so much. I appreciate you. Thank you for showing me love in the comments below. Thank you for tagging this out, sharing this with the world. I just want everybody that wants to know how to be better to have access so they can be better, whether it's financially, emotionally, spiritually, whatever you want. Right? I'm all about living the best quality of life as humanly possible. Because if you don't live that way, what is the point of living if you can't live your best life ever? So I'm here to educate you. So once again, thank you for sharing this out now. Thank you for liking it. And thank you for leaving a comment below. I'll see you soon. This is Wesley, billion dollar version from Patty Pattis. Much love and let's go.